Welcome to the Future Hero Podcast. My name is Baxter. Thank you for pressing play. If you haven't heard the Future Hero Podcast before, I play music behind me featured, but usually it's a down-tempo producer, but it could be anybody. If you've got music that you make or someone that makes music that you know and you think it would be good for this this podcast, I would love to hear it. You can send it to backstreetfuturehero.podcast.com. Today's music is by Amani. He's one half of Desert Dwellers, and this is a set that he did in New Zealand in 2017, and it is on the Desert Dwellers SoundCloud page. Today, I want to talk about conversations. I love conversation. I'm a big believer in dialogue. I think it, for especially for people like me who are extroverts, it helps us process what's going on in our brains. I think it helps people connect. I think it builds relationships. I mean, it, to me, conversation is the basis of, of a, a fulfilling life, you know, and that it's... Uh, it's important to have them, and sometimes we get a little, you know, lacking in confidence at our ability to have a conversation, and today I want to just maybe offer some help to people that don't feel maybe that they're the most natural at making conversation or having conversations uh, flow. I've been doing it a long time, I've worked in the public my whole life, and today I'd just like to share some insights about that. I love conversation and I want to focus because there's so many different types of conversations that you know you could get advice about having I, I want to talk mostly about one-on-one conversations or at most like maybe three-person conversations because as you add people you change dynamics and I just want to focus on one-on-one conversations and consensual conversations I'm not talking about sales pitches and things like that but what I'd like to do is, is offer you some of these insights and, and, and see if, if you can develop a confidence in your ability to have a conversation. It, it sounds like something so small, but a fear of conversation or a fear of your inability to have a conversation can really deny you some beautiful and wonderful things in, in the person next to you. And I watch a lot of people that protect themselves from conversations, and I don't think it's that their time is so important. I think it's just they're worried that they won't be good at it. And conversations are supposed to be fun. Nobody would want to go into a conversation if they knew it was going to be a drag. That's a discussion. That's an argument. But conversations are supposed to be fun. And then, you know, maybe like roller coaster rides, they're scary and fun at the same time. But they're supposed to be fun. And so as you're, if you're trying to develop, uh, to become a better conversationalist, you're in a way seeking to make it more fun. And, and that can be a good intention to have in your heart is that I want this to be fun, not grueling.
And, you know, people feel vibration, you know? People feel agendas underneath. And it's, it's, it's nice if you can you know, like, want to dance with this person. Like, you know, for me, conversation, and maybe this is something that would only relate to, to movers and dancers, but in, in a way, a conversation is, is a dance you have. And it's, it's, it's a dance you're having with someone, if it's for the first time, that's, that's part dance and part feeling out. And sometimes there's an instant connection in a conversation, and it's magic, and then other times it can start off kind of awkwardly. When it's magic, you don't really need so much help. But when it's awkward or unsure, that's when sometimes having a few pointers can really help. And when I think most about what probably is, to me, I don't, one of the most important factors in having a good conversation is the setting for the conversation. And in this way, you can think of the setting kind of like the song that you're trying to dance to. You know, that there's certain rhythms that just don't make certain types of dancing possible or at least not without being very awkward and i think if we're if to have, if we're going to have a good conversation that it, it it is a dance and it's a the, the music of the dance what you're both listening to is the setting the environment of that thing and so I think sometimes if you get frustrated that the conversation isn't going somewhere, it may not be the person's resistance, but just kind of the resistance of the setting. Usually when we're thinking about conversations, we're always thinking about what we should say. But I think before I get into that, I think we should also recognize that a conversation is at least half listening and probably more. And I really feel like what makes someone good at conversation, what makes a good conversationalist is that they are actually listening. They're not waiting for a pause to then say something they're they're actually listening and because they're listening they are in the moment and they can ask questions from that listening and so good listening you could almost think about the way that you listen being the depth of the roots of the tree if that makes sense that the the conversation is going to grow as tall as you're listening (laughs) because the the listening really roots it and, and, and sustains the conversation and, and makes it sturdy. And as the conversation becomes sturdy, it, it has a, a safety to it and, uh, well, a funness to it. Now, I know, if you're like me, that sometimes listening can be really difficult. And uh, I feel you, especially like if you're in a crazy setting with lots of TVs and things, it can be kind of, you know, tricky. And I really have suffered in my early conversation days (laughs) by not being able to follow people 
And so I want to offer two things that worked for me and they kind of work so well that I don't have to do them anymore. So maybe, maybe this will help someone. The first one is more like an important moment type technique, but it's, I used to, back in the 80s, I think it's like this now, but back in the 80s when video cameras were big bulky things, uh, you know, you would, when you would press record, there would be a light that would come on, like a red light, and it either stay on or it'd blink at you or whatever to let you know that the device was recording. And then when you would look through the viewfinder, you'd see REC in the corner and the red light blinking or solid or whatever. And when I... I grew up in that time, and so what I would do in certain moments where like, it was kind of like the important capture, I would see my through my eyes as if I was looking through the viewfinder of this camera. And it was a weird technique that I would like try to see my vision as if I was looking through a camera with that light on, and it had a way of pulling my focus deeper into the moment. And it really, really helped. And it made me a better listener for key things. And it may be worth trying. The second technique for listening that I try that I really recommend is uh, I had old, this, this came from voice dictation software and just well, really just old school typing in general back in the old days. And I had this voice dictation software that, you know, of course it would write as I would speak, you know, with a little bit of a delay. Uh, but when when I was paused between words, it would the cursor would blink, or it would just sit there, you know, holding that space for for the next letter. This can be a great technique if you are easily distracted, or if a person has a speech pattern, and we're going to talk about that maybe later. But if a person has a speech pattern that's tough for you to follow, and what you do is you just type out. What I would do is just type out, like you know, see us screen in my mind's eye and type out every word that they were saying and it would really really help me um, not only keep stay you know with them but even process what they were saying a lot better it, it was like I needed the the visual you know that that added template over what I was seeing to help me stay focused and it really really worked like the idea of conversation as a dance and I think that it's a good way to think about that when you're having a conversation with somebody that there's kind of a there's kind of an alternating lead and follow and different people you know have natural tendencies in the way that they like to have conversations and there are some people that um well, maybe they like it or not, but they wind up doing most of the talking. And then there are some people that, you know, like to do most of the listening. And it's really cool when those two people pair up, but sometimes you get two talkers together and sometimes you get two listeners together. And so I think it's really important and fun to think about it as a dance. 
And so in the beginning of this dance, if you're not sure if they want to lead or if they're comfortable with you following, then you assert and let go and assert and let go. What I mean by that is if, if you share an experience, they share an experience. And then you share experience. And that if that swapping is moving back and forth freely, then good. But if you begin to share more experiences than the other person, just be careful and make sure that you're giving them an opportunity to share back. It's real easy when you're in a conversation to, you know, get caught up in the good feeling of it and you start to do most of the talking. That's cool if the person wants you to do that, but it can come off as kind of rude if they want to speak to Dancing with someone, when you're figuring out this rhythm, uh, it can really help to, you know, to, to be, to send as much nonverbal, accurate positivity as you can to, and what I mean by that is that your body language, your focus is on them and that it is pleasant. And one, one like just easy way to start, if you're not even sure what that means, is to look people in the eye. It makes them feel important. It makes them feel connected to. And it makes them feel like their story is worth sharing. Again, this is Amani. He's one half of Desert Dwellers. This is a DJ mix that he did. sound obvious maybe not to everybody but generally conversations are started with questions like you can swap experiences with someone but a real conversation usually begins with questions and it's good to have perhaps like a go-to question that you ask you know to help get a conversation going but it's important that the moment you ask that go-to question that you begin to listen so that you can get away from go-to questions as quickly as possible. Like I've given people advice before and I'm always like, have go-to questions, but don't go to two go-to questions in a row. Because if you go to two questions in a row, people start to feel like you're interviewing them. And that makes people nervous.
you're asking questions. Hopefully they're asking questions of you. You're listening. And one good way to branch the conversation and to uh, sometimes deepen it, if that's what you want to do, is to, and it's fun, is to ask empathic questions. To ask like questions of, um, well, what was that like? You know, the, the what is it like question is, is a question of their consciousness. And so like to ask them a question of, you know, well, what was it like to, you know, see your three-year-old not responding or to what was it like when you had that wreck or what was it like, whatever it is, what story they're telling you to, to ask questions about their experience that open them up to reflection. And it makes them feel uh, as if their story is important. And then it also just gives them sort of a new thing to talk about, their experience of that thing. have a conversation to to keep in mind that it's it's a rhythm and that it's a dance and that you know like it's a dance over time it's like over multiple uh, songs and you want to feel the sort of flow of that dance with them and so there's a speaking and listening and a speaking and listening and there's an asking of questions. But one of the things that can break the flow of conversation sometimes is when, well, honestly, it's humor. <laughs> and it can also really help conversation. But I have um, myself been heavy-handed with humor at times where it kind of everybody else wanted to have a real conversation and I was just making jokes the whole time. And it, I think I was doing it because, or I've done it because I get nervous and I'm, things kick in for me and I tend to, uh, you know, maybe make light of too many things and it sort of keeps the conversation at a certain level. And so I think that there's sort of two points here. One is that if you are the funny sort, to make sure that it's the funny sort of conversation and that it's appropriate that the setting and the music of that conversational dance is, is suitable for comedy. And then the second point, I think, is to think to yourself, well, okay, I don't get funny when I get nervous, but I get this. I get, I talk too fast. I talk about me too much. I reference my own life a lot. Because when you're nervous, you're not necessarily... It's like getting drunk and not realizing it. You don't always realize the effects of nerves on the body until you put like awareness on it and then you have a name for it or, or something that you know that you do. 
And so to, to, if nerves are getting in the way of the conversation, it's good to know what your nervous habits are, to know what they trigger, like how your body reacts to them. And then hopefully that awareness will be self-corrective enough. do of course recommend that one of the ways that let's go back to the dance idea let's say that you meet someone on a dance floor and that you want to dance with them and so you approach and you're kind of doing the non-touching type dance you know and then Maybe, you know, as, as the night goes on or as the song goes on, maybe, you know, there's a little bit more of, like, traditional, like, hand-holding type dance or, you know. And then, you know, if, if the dance goes further, then maybe there's, like, a little bit more full-body contact. Well, let's think about it this way, that there's light conversation and there's super deep conversation. And let's say the light conversation is you and the person not touching, trying to find each other rhythm, moving in space. And let's say the deep conversation is when you're basically, you know, um, you know, slow fusion dancing with them, you know, with all the sort of undulations and uptight and close. The reason I bring this up is that not everybody wants to have the same kind of dance. And so it's important, I think, to use your listening and use your reading to make sure that you're not the guy or the girl that yanks them and starts grinding up against them trying to have this ultra-deep conversation. Because the thing is, is that you, you might get to that deep conversation, but it might just take a couple of songs. And I'm not trying to make this uh, sexual at all, but the, the reason I'm using this close dancing is that for some people, deep conversation is intimate. And they're not ready to just go super deep with everybody. You know, I, I think a lot of people, uh, probably the kind of person that would listen to this podcast, which is like me, you know, we like to jump into deep conversations as fast as we can. But if, if you think about it like, well, that's kind of like me pulling this person that I don't know close to me and just hoping that they can feel my rhythm, right? It, it, if you think of it that way, it, it, you, you know... You can sort of understand a little bit of caution or a little bit of just, you know, um, a sort of feeling out period to see if you can get it. Of course, there are some people that, that meet and can fall into that deep conversation, and that's magical in the same way that you could meet on the dance floor and fall into some deep dance, and, and that could be magical. But in the beginning, I think it's better to err on the side of caution and let the conversation deepen as it wants to.
I think the most important advice I can give you for having good conversations with people is well, kind of more about what's going on inside of you. That if you can seek it, seek out the fun in the conversation. And with your seeking, still be respectful uh, to to be aware that that person has dignity and to be all your actions and your manners to be in line with that dignity will help you have a good conversation and connect to feel not just the rhythm of you in the conversation and of them but of the conversation in general to understand that it's okay to not talk i think i think sometimes uh, we can some of the best conversations I've had have had, you know, pauses in them. You know, and that that, that pause, I don't know, it, it let the conversation kind of sink in. And I think it's, it's much better to just let the pause in conversation, to let that rest be there than to force your way into it to fill it. When we have conversations with people, we hear our thoughts. We hear our thoughts tell our story. And that hearing and and that witnessing tell us a lot about who we are and what we're doing and what we're going through. And in the same way, the way the person is talking to us, it gives us a chance to really know them. And so there are sort of two things that are happening to, we're learning about ourselves through the way we talk, we're learning about them through the way they talk. But then there's also just the learning from the conversation itself. And I think that that's really the the thing that's unknown and mysterious and the most beautiful is that you don't know what you'll discover with a person beyond just their experiences, but what your experiences and their experiences through conversation can create. And sometimes they can create lifelong bonds, and sometimes they can create new art, and sometimes they can create new understandings. So for all my shy brothers and sisters out there, that's just a behavior. You can break out, and your conversations may not be super smooth, but I hope some of these pointers will help you. And do it. Do it. The other side of that glass is awesome. This is the Future Hero Podcast. My name is Baxter. Thank you. If you have any music that you want me to play or music that you want to provide or things you want to ask me, you can reach me at Baxter at FutureHeroPodcast.com. Again, this is Amani Friend from Desert Dwellers. You can go to the Desert Dwellers SoundCloud page and find it. This is a DJ set that he did from New Zealand. Thank you, Monty. 